Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Mara Carabello, joined today by Taylor Morgan. So, Taylor, it's December. Many people are doing a countdown to Christmas, but we're not. We're doing a countdown to the legislative session. We are 40, How many days? Oh, 41, 41 days away from the start of Utah's 45-day legislation. Do we you have, have a, your legislative I, advent calendar? That I'm, that I'm ripping the pages from. I get a treat every yes. day. Yep. Um, so Utah is one of the shortest legislative sessions. We do that on purpose. We have citizen legislators. It matters to us that we are on budget, on time, and we do it in quick and short order. But we have a big year coming up. We have $3.3 billion, with a B. Billion. Estimated in one time, the one time's important surplus. But we're also hearing that we're going to have a pretty big ongoing surplus. Now, you'll hear over and over legislators say, and I think, Taylor, you and I know this to be true, the more the money, the harder the session, actually. You know, yeah, I mean, no doubt. making those choices, deciding on what. We're lucky tonight or today to have Representative Mike Schultz joining us. Um, Representative Schultz is the majority leader in the House of Representatives of the Utah State Legislature. Let me give you some statistics there. I believe he can correct me if I'm wrong that the majority Republicans are now 61 seats strong out of the um, 75 we have available. So that, Super majority. That Super gives, duper majority. That gives them a lot of responsibility, a lot of control, and wide margins. So, Representative Schultz, thanks for joining us today on Inside Sources. Mara and Taylor, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. And yes, your statistics are correct. And that's in the House of Representatives. And then uh, also there's super majority in the Senate as well. Okay, so then what's on your initial agenda? How are you approaching both the one-time budget surplus and the ongoing, maybe the projected ongoing budget surplus? What's the legislative approach? Great, great points, Mara. And I I just want to point out that uh, just for a point of clarification, it's actually not a surplus yet because these are just revenue estimates. And that's important to keep in keep in mind because right now they're trying to predict how the budget is going to look a year and a half from now. So these are just revenue projections, but still it's a large portion of money. And I think one of the things that we're going to do first is uh, determine how much of this is real and how much of it is not real. 
these numbers are based off of the last couple of years as we've been in a booming economy. Um, and uh, I was in a meeting um, this morning uh, where we were talking a little bit about the fiscal health of our economy and as our, as our state and the nation as a whole. And our fiscal analysts are going to recommend to us, and we don't know what this number is yet, but they're going to recommend that we do not spend a portion of this money because they don't think that it's accurate, um, because we are headed into a recession, or we are currently in a recession, and they, they don't believe these numbers to be accurate. So that's going to be the first thing we're going to look at is how, do, how much money do we actually have. From there, I think it will be a couple of the, the usuals. Uh, education always rises to the top. Uh, last year, we did a 9% increase in education spending, public education spending. Uh, as you know more, education is important to us in the state of Utah. We roughly spend 60% of our state's budget on education. So uh, it's, it, that'll continue to be a, a, a big portion of it. Um, and then also with the extra money that we have one time, we're going to look at generational investments, things that uh, are going to matter to us long term. The last couple of years, we did uh, all, almost a billion dollars uh, of additional spending on transportation each year. Uh, and, and we looked at that and, and as generational investments. And so uh, we're going to do the same thing there and also made big investments in water. We're going to plan to do the same this year. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, Representative Schultz uh, is the majority leader in the Utah State House of Representatives, joining the program now to talk about uh, the legislature's priorities for the upcoming session in January. And I I want to point out, and I think our listeners hopefully know, that Utah's legislature does a great job when it comes to the budget. And listening to Representative Schultz start this conversation off trying to rein in our excitement about these budget surpluses, Mara, (laughs) I think says a lot about how the legislature approaches revenue and projections and actual spending. So we talk education. We talk about water. Uh, what another question with education is the issue over Mara's going to call it school vouchers, representative. I'm going to call it school choice, perhaps. (laughs) What do we expect to see happen on that issue this session? No, we're going to we're going to take that issue up again. And whether you call it vouchers or school choice, I'm fine calling it either one. But it really is giving parents the option to choose. So I'm fortunate enough to live in a household where we have enough money, where we have uh, I have six kids. And I was able to send my kids, some of my kids went to private school for a portion, some of my kids went to charter school for a portion. But all of my kids ultimately did go to, to public schools. 
But I had the ability, uh, living in the income uh, bracket, that I could make that choice, um, that I could spend that extra money. Uh, but so many middle-class families and, and lower-income families don't have that choice to spend on their kids. Each kid is different, and that's why each one of our six kids, we had a different pathway for them to come uh, for, for the education. We want to give that same choice to all parents across the state, regardless of their income. And so uh, Representative Candace Perucci, Senator Kirk Colomore have been working on a bill that would uh, give uh, the parents the choice to, as to where they can take uh, their kids for school. And it wouldn't, the money wouldn't be as big of an issue. So I'm going to stay on this issue for a second. Are, are conditions any different? The, this voucher issue has been around for several years. Um, it, it's been in the public format. Uh, to, to flashback, last February, Governor Cox vetoed or said he wouldn't sign a voucher bill until teachers starting salaries uh, went up a little. My understanding is that many in the legislature have been talking to Spencer Cox. Uh, what are, are, are there unique differences in this bill or um, have we just had enough yeah. conversations? Well, that's no, we haven't had enough conversations. That's one of the things we're going to do as well. We're going to uh, listen to Governor Cox in regards to uh, he's asked that we do uh, find a way to, to raise teacher salaries, and that's a great point. Uh, and so we're going to try to put something like that in the bill to where we raise teacher salaries uh, so that it's a benefit to the public education system as well. Yeah, that's that's uh, certainly helpful. Uh, what else are you – so? You have a lot of responsibilities at the legislature. Not only do you represent your constituents in your district, your majority leader, you're helping set the agenda with Speaker Wilson. 30 seconds is all we have left, Representative. What are your personal priorities for your district in this yeah. session? Well, that's that's hard to, to, to focus on just in 30 seconds. I'll try to be really quick. Sure. Water is something we didn't get. We need to talk about water, but water in this state is huge. Um, especially in the 1,200-year drought that we're sitting in right now. But my personal focus, I love focusing on the middle class, the citizens of the state, uh, what's best for them. There's uh, so many different interest uh, lobbying interest groups up there that are looking out for corporate America and other special interest groups. My number one thing that I like to look out for is my constituents personally. Um, and, and our caucus, uh, the Republican caucus, I know is right there with me. And so we're going to focus on the citizens of the state. Something I didn't get a chance to mention, we're going to do a big tax cut that goes directly back to the citizens of this state as well. Yeah. Representative Mike Schultz, House Majority Leader in the Utah Legislature, thank you so much for joining Inside Sources. Listeners, stay tuned. Up next, we have a great story about the Other Side uh, Village Christmas Gift Drive and what they are doing to help in our community. Stick around. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.